Welcome to the Diabetes Revolution podcast with Dr. Sarah Townley, the type 2 diabetes coach, clinical pharmacist, and mom of seven angels. You don't have to struggle and fight with your blood sugars for the rest of your life. I'm here to teach you the skills you need to control and even reverse this disease. There is such a thing as getting off your meds and creating a future free from diabetes. And you can have it too. Let's get down to business. Well, hello. I know I'm just randomly dropping podcasts right now, but I'm pretty sure you're grateful anyway. I just want to tell you that I'm excited because this morning I got on my scale as I'm continuing on this journey to lose the baby weight from January, right? Like I had baby number seven in January, and I'm super close to hitting my goal. And what is that? Just if you care to hear, it's 155, and I was at 157.2 this morning, and I just love how I'm able to take consistent action with strategies that work now. And I almost think of myself as like this weight loss ninja. (laughs) I've done it so many times and I have this insatiable appetite for learning strategies and how human metabolism works in a way that gives me like so much power and control over my own body fat stores. And I really want that for you. I want you to have those skills too. I had two different women this week tell me on free consultations about the deeply perplexing and maddeningly difficult time that they're having with weight loss. And both related that it seemed so much easier in the past, right, when they were younger, but now it seems just impossible to release excess body fat. It's like, what gives? Because it ain't the scale, you know what I'm saying? And these ladies are newly diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, and they're very different in age. One was 27, and one was 52. And on that call, I was able to show them why it's so hard for their body in its current condition to tap in and burn body fat right now. And it was such a comfort and revelation to them to be able to understand their bodies, right? See that it's not broken. It's just doing what it is designed to do in the environment that it's in. Not understanding your body, and other people, by the way, leaves this big, mysterious, empty space in your mind that your brain is going to try to fill in with all kinds of made-up garbage. Okay, Like, you can't lose weight. Like, you can't eat the right way because you don't know how. And fear and despair are going to take root in that empty space and grow. And you can't find your way out alone. It's hard to find your way out of this alone. And that's why most of us need some support to help us understand what's wrong, understand how to fix it, and then create and then follow a plan that will get us there. That's what I do with my clients. And you could literally be on a call with me in the next week doing this work together. I can't tell you how many of my clients say that it was one of the best decisions or investments that they've ever made. You choosing to take care of you and create a future free from the struggle with your body and with food, how could that ever be the wrong choice, right? Right. 
Okay, so let's talk about a very critical part of successfully creating a lifestyle that supports healing and living your life instead of just existing. (laughs) This subject is all about planning for your success. Okay, your roadmap is your plan. In the last podcast episode, which is called Why You Lose Focus and Go Back to Old Habits, I explained the two parts of your brain that help you make decisions. Decisions with food, decisions around your movement, really actually decisions about anything in your life, okay? The first part of your brain is that habit survival brain, and then there's the human prefrontal cortex. And I nicknamed them the toddler brain and the mom or dad brain, or the parent brain. For you to really see the value of what I'm going to teach you in this episode, it would be good for you to go back and listen to that last podcast. It will make this podcast make more sense, okay? So as a quick recap, let's review how your brain operates when you're deciding what to eat or whatever's going on. You're trying to make a decision. Okay, so you have your habit or survival brain. And that part of your brain is interested in three things. What feels good, avoiding what feels bad or uncomfortable, and doing whatever is easy. This is called the motivational triad. It's all about this moment in time and instant gratification. It is not worried about how you're going to feel about this later or what your goals are. That's the job of your human prefrontal cortex. So your human brain is the part of your brain that reasons, thinks about your future and your goals, and can problem solve and plan. Most of us have been so habitual with our decisions around our lifestyle, like food and exercise, that we've delegated these decisions to our habit survival brain, and we don't consciously choose anymore. So the best way that I like to explain this is with the example of learning how to drive, okay? I haven't taught my kid how to drive yet. They're kind of like getting there, but not quite, and I'm not looking forward to this. (laughs) I have to have faith that we all learn how to drive and it's going to be fine. Okay, well, let's go back to talking about what we were talking about. So when we learn how to drive, there's a lot of information that's coming in. Our entire human prefrontal cortex is completely consumed with all of this information that's coming in and making lots of decisions, tiny decisions, so that we don't kill ourselves on the road, right? So You know, how do you operate the vehicle and all the signals, where you're located on the road, how fast you're moving down the road, the traffic signs and signals. And then there's like all the other people on the road you have to watch out for. And you're trying to pay attention to where you're going so that you get to the destination you have in mind. That's a lot of information coming in and a lot of little bitty decisions that your brain has to make in order for you to successfully drive the vehicle, right? But how long is it before you're able to drive all the way across town to wherever it is you normally go without 
really paying much attention. Like you could actually be using your human prefrontal cortex to think about all kinds of other things and solve all kinds of other problems. And you've delegated all those little bitty decisions about driving the vehicle to your habit brain, your unconscious brain. How did that happen? Well, your brain is this miraculous machine that can identify when you're making decisions in the same way over and over again in the same situations. So if you're very habitual with your food, just like most of us are, you're not consciously weighing and thinking about carefully what you're going to eat Your brain is doing that unconsciously because you've delegated those habitual type behaviors with food and decisions around that to your unconscious habit brain, that survival brain. When you decide to bring your decisions with food back into your conscious human brain and teach yourself how to make them differently, it does take your attention and energy and this is why it feels hard and feels like work again. But if you are consistent and practice your decisions in a new way enough times, your brain will automate and delegate them in the new way back to your habit brain. This is why it starts to feel easy again and like your new normal with repetition. We see this happen quite quickly, actually, in environments and situations that are routine for you, like typically in places like your home and work where the times that you're eating are always the same, the people that you're with and the types of food you're eating become pretty routine. Then you only need to put in more effort when you get outside of your normal scenarios, like when you travel or when you go to someone else's home for a celebration or something. So your survival brain is like the party in the back and your human brain is like the business up front. Your survival brain is like the toddler that wants what it wants right now and can be quite loud and unreasonable, irrational, and will say anything to justify or pressure you into choosing the instant gratification, right? It's designed to do that. Your human brain is like that parent brain that thinks about what's best for you and where you want to be in the future. So here is the main thrust of this topic today. When you are making decisions in the moment, your toddler brain is going to try to hijack the situation. It will run interference on your parent brain so that it can be very hard to listen to and take action in alignment with what's actually best for you. When you make decisions ahead of time, you will be leveraging your human or your parent brain. You're not going to be caught up in desire and craving. You won't be tempted to do what's easy like you would when you're stressed or exhausted. And you won't be trying to fight hunger in the moment if you're planning ahead of time. Decisions in the moment lead to dealing with a whole lot of drama from your toddler brain, okay? Decisions ahead of time lead to clear, strategic, and intentional choices that drive you toward your goals. So when you make as many decisions ahead of time as possible, you create so much more freedom and ease in your day and in your journey 
because you're not reacting to your environment and opening yourself up to dozens of decisions in the moment every day that your toddler brain could either throw a fit over or like quietly and sneakily persuade you to go for the pleasure or the easy choice. Like I think about when I used to work in the clinic as a pharmacist and all the opportunities that would be cropping up just while I was at work to eat or to not eat or to drink or to not drink. You know, it starts with the morning when I get to work and I go over to the coffee maker and somebody has set donut holes out next to it. And every time that I get up and go to the bathroom, I walk past candy jars on people's desks. And again, when I walk back to my office from the bathroom and I get an email about birthday cake in the lunchroom at lunchtime or free lunches that are being delivered that obviously are going to have things in them that wouldn't normally be on my plan and definitely are not in my packed lunch, right? And then if I don't get the cake at lunchtime when I'm in the lunchroom getting my packed lunch, I'll get an email later on in the day that there's still cupcakes or still cake in the lunchroom. <laughs> like you catch my drift. If you don't have a plan, you're opening yourself up to all these decisions in the moment. And if you have a lot of habits around unconsciously putting food or drinks in your mouth, that you know are not going to be on your plan because they're not going to move you toward your goals, it's just going to require a lot of your attention and effort. And how many times, I don't know about you, but if my kids ask me the same dang question 20 times, there's a good chance I'm going to say yes at one of those moments, depending on what is going on for me. So I like to say when I have made my decision ahead of time, it creates so much more peace and space and freedom and ease in my mind, in my being, and in my day. So the easiest place to start with this is in situations that you know are going to be tricky, like going out to eat with your friends or your family or going to a special event like a wedding or a holiday party. I don't know about you, but These kind of things seem to happen every week for me. These types of social situations can be the most challenging to handle. Okay, so I recommend you plan ahead of time how you want it to go. I want you to focus on the things that you know are problem areas for you, like dessert, drinks, bread, potato salad, whatever it is, okay? Whatever your things are that you tend to overindulge in or things that you later wish you hadn't had, okay? For me, it's usually like french fries or dessert. Those are the two biggies for me. The foods where you're likely to blow it are the places you want to get clear on. Are you gonna have some treats or what I call exceptions, I call this planning exceptions because I don't like to use the word cheat. There's no cheating. And that kind of like is laced with guilt and regret. And I ain't trying to have any of that. There's no cheating going on in my life. (laughs) What I love about exceptions is that it teaches you how to have foods that probably caused your diabetes or you felt out of control with in the past in a way that feels manageable without the guilt and regret that can come after when we didn't plan it, when we weren't intentional. In order to make sure that you are using 
your human prefrontal cortex that thinks about your future, you want to plan at least 24 hours ahead of time. Why? Because this is going to ensure that you're not caught up in a lot of desire and craving when you're planning. And there's no right or wrong way to do this, by the way. There's no perfect way to do this for all you perfectionists out there. (laughs) You're just getting clear on what you want and how you plan for it to go. So even if you don't know exactly what's being served, you can create a plan that's clear enough that you know whether or not you followed it. Okay, so it might sound like I'm going to have two drinks and each with one glass of water. Or I'm going to have half of two different desserts that are being offered. Or I'm going to allow one large handful of chips and salsa and no bread on my hamburger. Okay. Now, I invite you to use this tool every day if you want to, but I'm introducing this strategy in a beginner's manner with exceptions because most of us can at least plan when the situation is extra tricky and get a lot of value from that. When I'm losing weight after having a baby, you guys, I plan every day and I journal for accountability. Why? Because the beautiful gift of a plan is that it becomes your container for discovering your relationship with food. What does that mean? We all have behaviors with food that we have developed over time that include ways that we use food not for nutrition and for energy or fuel. Think of how often you eat when you're not hungry. I just read in Ted Naiman's book, The P.E. Diet, that the average American is eating, I think he said 16 or maybe he said 18 times, eating or drinking something that has calories in it 16 or 18 times every single day. That's the average American. So many of us are not hungry when we're eating or drinking something. So what's going on? Well, we might be using food for pleasure. We might be using it to distract ourselves from boredom. We might be using it to procrastinate, doing something that we don't really want to do. Or we're just stressed out and food helps us just soothe that internal state of stress. In order to reverse type 2 diabetes and become a healthy version of ourselves, most of us will need to create a new relationship with food to support that for our lifetime. So having a plan allows you to see the behaviors with food that no longer serve you in the future. You can't know why you went off plan if you don't have a plan. (laughs) So this is where having a coach is so valuable. Not only am I teaching my clients how to understand and work with their bodies and then create an individualized plan that supports healing, I also provide accountability so that we can deeply understand why my client is going off their plan. Because there is a good reason why your brain thinks that food is the solution when you're not hungry and it doesn't serve your goals. We need to gain awareness around what that thought process is so that 
You can respond to it differently when your brain is doing that. I want to give you a couple of examples from the same client that I was working with last week who was paying attention to why her brain thought she should go get food in different situations. And one of them was procrastination. Like she had a bunch of work waiting for her to do at her desk and it felt like a big mountain to climb. And so her brain was like, let's just go get some snacks. (laughs) Okay. It totally makes sense, right? Snacking would be way more fun than working. (laughs) Or another time she was paying attention, her thoughts were starting to go around questioning her ability at work, like her qualifications and her credentials. And she started to feel like a little bit of lack of confidence and doubt. And her brain thought that snacking or eating something yummy would help her feel better. Do you see how your survival or habit brain is just trying to help you feel better? It's actually kind of loving how it tries to do this. Like it makes me think of the mom who offers their toddler who fell down and scraped their knee a sucker. (laughs) Or like the doctor offering a sucker at the clinic when you've had your shots, right? And you're still angry and hurt. (laughs) But By doing that, your brain is unfortunately causing this whole other problem over here that also feels really bad and makes your life worse, right? So I would say that when I'm working with a client the first two to three months, we're doing a lot of teaching and strategy and planning, okay? And then the last two to three months, we're rebuilding and reshaping their relationship with food so that they can consistently apply those strategies that work. I just had a lady say to me on a consult this week, it was so good. It doesn't matter what you know, it matters what you do. (laughs) It's so true, right? Our actions create our results. So if that's the part that you need help with the most, you're just like most people. And coaching might be the thing that you've been needing all along. Okay, so is there an event coming up that you know you need to plan for? Go do it. (laughs) And create your results on purpose, my friend. All right, I will see you on the next podcast. Okay, don't leave yet. You're going to want to hear about this. If you love my podcast, if I'm the only sane voice you found on this subject... If I've already helped you, you need to check out my online course. It's a start-to-finish, step-by-step video course that teaches you all the tools you need to know to beat this disease. You can find it on my website, sarahtownley.com, along with lots of other free tools that will make taking care of your diabetes so much easier. So get over there right now. See you there.